Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, celebrating a vibrant global community of women over 50 through entertaining interviews that will inspire, educate, and empower. Your host, Joanne Nuaduck, was born to nurture and promote vibrance. Joanne is both the Community Director for Calgary, Canada, and oversees the global operations for Fabulous at 50. As an oncology nurse, integrative practitioner in multiple modalities, life skills mentor and manager, Joanne moves people from challenging situations to positive outcomes through the use of her innate gifts and learned skills. Here's your host, Joanne Nuaduck. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast. I am your host, Joanne Nuaduck, and I am over the moon excited about today's episode. I get to interview a lady that has just been bigger than life for me, a woman that is so down to earth, authentic, and yet has the tenacity to really overcome some pretty big hurdles in her life with the biggest smile I have ever seen blows me away. I first met Janice, well, I, would, I, I guess really online, on social media, and I followed her journey and her story for quite some time. I wouldn't say I first met her then. We first met at an event where I was speaking and she was there, but we didn't get a chance to really connect. So from that moment, for quite a while, I followed her story on social media. And then one of the Fabulous of 50 events that were taking place in Calgary that we had in early um, 2020, before the world turned upside down, really days before the shutdown, we had an event that was so much fun. And Janice was there and I was touched to my core because Janice came up to me and, and she just said, you know, I had so much fun. I think I found my tribe. And that being, you know, running Fabulous at 50 events just filled my heart. And when I asked her why or how, and she said, it's just, people are real. It's not about glossing over the difficult time in in life, but it was really just about embracing life in spite of when we go through difficult time. And we just had so much fun. So before I bring her on, I just want to read a little bit about her. Janice Doherty is a Canadian midlife mother of two, stepmom to three, and has spent more than enough time wondering if this was the way it was supposed to be. Janice has spent years searching and learning about fulfillment and that elusive internal connection. After developing the online community of Her Within, Janet has, Janice, oh my gosh, sorry about that. Janice has been sharing her wisdom and kindness with women around the world. As a healthy breast cancer survivor, Janice is living in Calgary, Alberta with her husband, Paul, and escapes to the mountains or West Coast as often as they can to live the life her soul is craving. So I happily welcome you to today's episode, Janice. Thank you. <laughs> How's that for an intro? Oh, Do you, remember? Well, you had me in tears a couple times. Oh, like, oh, good, good. Yeah, it just came to me. I remember it was actually at one of the Woman Talk events, I believe, where we were south of town. Yeah, I, was, I used to be the co-director at Okotoks. That's right. So yeah. it was when I was talking, I think then, and then it was... Um, 
probably not long after that you went through your cancer journey and uh, yeah. rid your body of Edna. Exactly. Evicting Edna. I think that's my next book. (laughs) Evicting Edna. Well, welcome. I'm I'm so happy that you're here and that you feel like a a strong connection to the Fabulous 50 community. Um, That that party we had back in March was so much fun. It was an early St. Patrick's Day party. That's what it was. We did it early. If we had actually done it on St. Patrick's Day, we wouldn't have been able to because- Exactly. And that was probably the biggest workout I had had post-cancer with doing all the the Irish jigs in the middle of the floor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Deanne was was leading us in, in, uh, in some uh, dance uh, grooves there. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. And then we, you know, we just, everybody sang along to music and we we had so much fun. Being in a room with that many women singing along to a, like a journey song just like that's something I will never forget it was yeah. absolutely absolutely amazing thank you thank you well and that's that's what we're doing our best to create online now as well and whenever we can and as soon as we can we'll be back in in the, a city close to you <laughs> to join in now, before we get started and into the nitty gritty, I have a couple, I have a few questions for you, but first, can you just so that anyone listening knows how to reach you? What's the best way if somebody by the end of this conversation, or even now says, I want to get in touch with Janice, what's the best way for them to reach you? The easiest way to find me is by just typing in the word. It's one word, her within. It's like right there, right Oh yeah. You're like a weather person there. That's right. I have uh, a website. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and uh, you can contact me through direct messaging or email me. I'm easy, very easy to find. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, let's get down to our conversation. I am dying to find, I know some of the journey you've been on very recently, but I would love to just ask you, you know, how did you celebrate 50? And I, and I mean this in the way, in the sense, it can be the birthday party you had, but mm-hmm. really what did it mean to you to be turning 50, entering into your fifties? What, what did that feel like to you? What the biggest thing I remember is because I, I got, I got divorced when I was 46, I think it was. And I promised myself I would not get remarried until I turned 50. Oh, wow. Interesting. And I just, I, I just needed to let everything from past life just process itself and figure itself out. Yeah. So, um, wise. Yeah. So once, uh, when 50 hit, it was like, I was like, like this door opened and I just, I felt I felt free from stuff in the past and I had given myself permission to now step forward and, and get married. So uh, we actually, I think we did that September, if I'm not mistaken. I was 51. I was 51 51. when I got remarried. Yeah. Um, So you were able to, in a sense, start like process the, the heartache you went through Mm -hmm find a new relationship, reestablish. This is what I value, get a new relationship and, and start over again and move forward. And, and you did this at 50. Yes. 
Yeah. Beautiful. And my amazing husband <laughs> had no clue the stuff that I thought I had got rid of. But when you're put into a new situation with a new family, new people, things start popping up like daisies all over the place. Of course. So there was a lot more processing to go on, but he is the one that I needed to process with. I couldn't imagine going through like everything that I had to deal with without him by my side. So I am so glad I waited until after I had turned 50. And I also took him and my two sons and we went to Hawaii and celebrated my birthday. Oh, how that's a pretty awesome way to celebrate your birthday. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I do. It, second marriages, I really believe in do-overs and just, oh yeah, something you loved, redo it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's fantastic. That is, well, actually, if I can just kind of interject with Diana, the founder of Fabulous at 50, um, she has a you know, her, the book that she, um, I was going to say produced, uh, published, published, right. And looking for my words here published is called fabulous at 50, the re experience. And it's Mm -hmm. talking, and I have a little, you know, not a full chapter, but a little excerpt in there as well. And it's talking about re experiencing life. And I did quite a bit of that around 50 and since, and so, well, fantastic. I know. I always say that I, um, I upgraded in my relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're stressing. You have to do, shall we say the work? Because if you jump out of one relationship and immediately go, well, I'm just fine. It was all their issues and you're out the door, you know, looking for somebody new right away. You're just going to recreate the same mess. Yeah. Well, like they say, if you keep redoing the same thing with the same results and like I, I dated for two or three years after I had, uh, after I had divorced, but I knew what I didn't want and I kept yeah. finding it. Yeah. And I, but I didn't know what I wanted. And that's this, this kind of this, this was a 40, 46 divorced. And I'm like, I did not see this. I, this was not my life. This is not the way yeah. I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. So that was another one of those. Is this the way it was supposed to be? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You That's keep a doing question. The same thing, you get the same results. Right. Well, this is going to lead me into another question. And I'm I'm going here on purpose is uh, by any chance, is there a book that's caught your attention in the last little while? Well, <laughs> <laughs> just so happens. There happens to be one. <laughs> Look, I have a copy here as well. All right. The people listening out on the in podcast world at mm-hmm. this moment, um, for those watching on YouTube, we are holding up uh, Janice's book called Find Her. 20 revealing questions to discover the woman within hence your sort of brand branding of her within within. yes so janice i have a question for you and i don't know the answer to this at all we haven't had a chance to talk about it but i'm i'm really fascinated the questions that you have in here are so thought-provoking and i know many of them are ones that i went through when i was going through my own sort of personal journey and really questioning my own life when I was kind of rocked to my core at one point in time. So I'm curious if you can uh, share with us, you know, how these questions came to you. Are they ones that you developed 
maybe after your divorce? Was it conscious or was it more in a retroactive looking back, you know, and, and of course your cancer journey fairly recently, you know, how much did that play into prompting? Can you share a bit about that? Absolutely. Um, so the, the, the questions themselves, all 20 of them came to me when I went for a drive one day and I went and sat out by Alan Bill used to be a pond. Yeah. It got destroyed (laughs) in 2013. I know exactly when you're talking about. And I was just sitting on a bench and I had got a message. Like I get these, these audio and visual messages that come to me, which is wild um, uh, to go for a drive, take a journal and a bottle of water. Okay. So I did. And I went there and I sat on a bench and I didn't know what to expect. So I just sat there and I'm just, the sun is on my face. And then I got the first question. Are you um, taking responsibility for your experiences? And then it's like, so I wrote it down. And then the next one and the next one. And over a 30 minute period, I had 20 questions. These 20 questions. Those 20, those exact questions. Can I, I, I'm going to pull just a couple more out here. I love this one. Question 11. Am I feeling lost and unfulfilled? That's a big question. Yeah. Number 15, what regular routine is connected to my past that I need to release? Wow. That one's interesting too. Mm -hmm. Um, I love number 19. Who am I without my titles? Those are pretty thought provoking. And this is just a couple out of the 20. Mm -hmm. And this is, and the, and the book is very, like, it's fascinating. When I first got it, I didn't realize you have it set up actually as a workbook. You could just read it or, mm-hmm. you know, it's meant to be, you, you really use the book as opposed to yes. just read the book. Absolutely. And it's the, the way I wrote it, it's like a conversation like we're having right now. It's not, it's not a, like a, like, <laughs> it's not like one of these books, <laughs> Where it's, it's not you talking at us or just sharing your experience, right? Like what I found is I felt like I was having a conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, everything I answered, once I had those 20 questions, I answered them as me in that moment. Um, but then I also answered them the way I would have answered them four years prior. And that was just my own work that I did. And then I took the wisdom that I found within each of those. And I, everything that's in the book is answered with vulnerability. Like I flat out talk about my relationship with my stepdaughter that I thought like it was this evil child, but it was me. She was Mm -hmm. on my stage to show me something. And the stuff that I figured out was amazing. So, um, I ended up um, answering all the questions with vulnerability, honesty, and humor. I always like mm-hmm. kind of interject a little bit of humor. You definitely it. have humor. <laughs> like you yes. put a swing on things. And what I, I, I w- I'd love to say, Janice, is that what I've noticed about your humor is it's not an evasive humor. You know how some people like they use humor to avoid something. Mm-hmm. I don't find that with you. I find that you understand the nitty gritty of life and you also go, and there has to be some levity in it so that we can get through it. Exactly. It's It's both. And it's not a denial. It's a both. And with you. And I really appreciate that. 
thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you have a great sense of humor. <laughs> well, anyone that names their cancer tumor, Edna, Edna. like really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's still a few reading it. Look at me sideways with that one. It's like, you got to know the whole story. <laughs> yeah. And it worked for you. Absolutely. And it, it also worked for, I had a cousin, um, who's like my, my aunt had passed away from breast cancer. I can't remember how six or seven years ago. And she, she used, um, Edna, um, she would send me, uh, direct messages on like messenger. And she says, Janice, this isn't for you. This is for Edna. Can you please read it out loud to Edna? Because she needed to process. She wow. was still bad at the cancer. So wow. because I gave my cancer a name, even my girlfriends were able to, like I was getting F Edna <laughs> messages on a regular basis because yeah. they had people who had died from cancer. Now they yeah. had, it's almost like they had something that they could, instead of this big, it was personified. Mass. It was something yeah. manageable because honestly, it's, it's big and scary. As you know, I, like I'm an oncology nurse. I, I mm. still work, you know, part-time I've held on to that part of my career. It's important to me it, along with this, right. I'm passionate about both. I'm very much a both and as yeah. well. Yeah. And I know that as a nurse, I mean, there's the grounding. We have such incredible medical advances and we also need our part in things, right? Exactly. Patients and people who are dealing, doing this journey the ones in my opinion that do fare the best. And this is just in my experience are the ones that embrace both end, right? Mm -hmm. The ones that do the type of thing you did where, you know, that naming their tumor may not be their way, but they'll find a different way. Right. We have another dear friend where she had beautiful healing circles that her friends surrounded and she imagined her chemo liquid love and, mm -hmm. and that, you know, like, but using the power of our own mind to help us through that journey is phenomenal. And I really, truly believe that I, <laughs> I got breast cancer because I was ready. Hmm. It's, that sounds very strange, but I had gone through four years of a lot of my, my three, my three lines I use are find her, trust her, love her. And I had done all the work to find her and I had reconnected inside. I was learning to trust her, trust my doctors, trust the universe, trust my radiation schedule. Like this, this is happening because this is supposed to be happening. And then once I, after my surgery is when I was over overflowing with love that was within me, not the mm -hmm. people coming to me or contacting me or anything. It was just, I would sit there and I would doodle hearts and the word love. And I, it like, it, I had such an appreciation for life after yeah. all that was over because I had gone through all these steps to find her, trust her, love her. Right. And it was like, I was, I was ready I was ready to take on what it was and going her, to be. Her being more than the physical you and the thought, it's like, it's the entirety like, of you. Inter, yeah, like, like intuition and spirit yes. and soul yes. and all those, all, all those of it mixed together that are in yeah. there. 
waiting for us to come back. I always, I always say she's sitting on a little log on the side of a path where you went that way. And she's just sitting there waiting for you to come back. back. And when you come back, it's like you're together again and it's going to be amazing. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Now, we're getting close to the end of our conversation. I can't believe how fast the time goes, but I want to make sure you have enough time to answer this question. Um, If you were to share three pearls of wisdom with the listening audience today, what would those three things be? It would be find her, do the work, find your stillness, Find that that connection within because that strength that's within everybody, every man and every woman, once you and her get back together, it's incredible. It mm. the the loneliness and the um, feeling lost, feeling unfulfilled disappears. That's the first one. Trust her when you get messages, when you get that gut feeling where you get those those tingles when any of those trust them there that's her talking to you that's her communicating her way through you love her Mm. for oh I don't know I don't know how many years I don't want to tear up (laughs) Uh, that's okay we're real here we are truly real I honestly did not love myself. I look in the mirror now. I love how I look, but I look deeper than that now. (laughs) Well, take a breath. I know I'm feeling it. And I, it's, you know, the depth of your passion in sharing your journey, what I hear from it is, is your passion is about giving hope for other women. Yeah. Right. Your passion is about you, you went on this incredible journey and now you want to, you want other women to have that you, you know, and, and I, I can feel that, that you're, when we talk about being in a state of love, it's not, it's not about a selfishness and, oh, I'm grand. And so many women, we get caught in, oh, you can't be boastful, but being, I call it being in a state of love. It's like an energy. It's a feeling. It's, you know, it's not, not quite the same as in love, like, Ooh, Twitter painter, you know, like mm-hmm. the romantic love, but it's like this whole state. And there is an elevated feeling of trust and connection with people and forgiveness. And just like, all of it seems to align. It's like, everything comes together. Absolutely. And I, and I see that with you and the, and the fact that this brings up tears it's painful to remember back what it was like when you weren't loving your own being. Exactly. And And my, the whole, the whole thing with, with her within and with my book, 
I equate it to every time I used to go on a holiday, I would buy my mom something, my dad something, my, like my sister, my kids, my nieces, nephew. I want to bring that holiday home for everybody. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing with, with her within and with my, like, there's going to be a find her, a trust her and a love her book. So there's going to be the three books. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I, I want to, I want to give her within to everybody. I want to give them a little piece from this little paradise that I'm in. And I want to, so that's why I started, uh, I started writing and doing the questions and I've already got trust her is now underway already. Oh, I'm so excited. So how perfect is this that, you know, I, your three pearls of wisdom are find her, uh, trust her. her and love her. And if you need help with that, then you, you know, anyone listening is going, how do I do that? Very simply, first and foremost, grab this book, mm-hmm. do that and go through it, do the work of going through that. And, and the enjoyment, sometimes we think work is not enjoyable, but go through that and go through that process, reach out to Janice, reach out to myself. We'll happily, you know, and there's so many other people that we can turn to, to give you that support. Right. Mm-hmm. And absolutely fantastic. And then once this is under our belt, you know, I'm not quite finished. I'm really close. I was hoping to get totally done. <laughs> um, and I, I, I'm just going to add in there what, what I love about this is it could be something you sit down and you do all in one big session, like your own personal development work. Mm-hmm. But I also think this is a really wonderful book to commit three weeks to and do one question per day and mm-hmm. really let it sit in. Like it's, it's, I, I'm already envisioning like courses down the line and, you know, yeah, workshops I- and retreats and. <laughs> yeah. And I had, I had one friend who bought the book but she had a friend who took the book. So she had to buy a second book and the ah. two of them are going to work together. They're going to work through it. And Beautiful. there's nothing better than having somebody else on that journey with you because they see things that we yeah. try to avoid. And that's the whole basis of this book. Oh. It's questions that we avoid throughout our life. So wow. I'm hoping that my story with this, with this, will, will yeah. Open doors well, you and I were just talking before we uh, started recording and I was saying how, you know, what we're doing with Fab at 50 and moving online and having our weekly events. And one of them will be books and babble. So we'll be talking about different books and I'd love to see you featured on that. Oh, and per- maybe we can get a little study group together or something like that. We'll have to talk mm-hmm. offline in the meantime, for everyone that's listening or watching on YouTube, check out the show notes um, look at just Google, no matter where you are, we use Google search her within and you'll find Janice Doherty and reach out by the book. It's absolutely worth it. And what a great, great, um, stocking stuffer. What a great gift, especially great now gift to yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful gift for yourself, but all the women in your life, like sisters and moms, when you're wondering what's great, you can go on Amazon and you have them all shipped off and you're Christmas shopping's all wrapped up. Mm-hmm. It's a great plan. Great plan. <laughs> so Janice, I'm so happy that you were here today and, and we were able to share her, you know, find her and we'll look forward to trust her. We'll have you on again then. And definitely I want to be part of love her. Thank you so right. much. This has been amazing. Wonderful. <laughs>
All right. To everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Fabulous at 50 podcast with your host, Joanne Neweduck. Join us again for more inspirational interviews on topics that matter to you. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, check out the liner notes or to learn more about this vibrant community that celebrates women over 50, please visit fabulousat50.com. That's www.fabulousat50.com.